Talk with a Southern Accent. This is the Y'all Show. I'm your host, John Rawl, and this is the headlines as we start our Friday edition of the Y'all Southern program. And if you tuned in on Thursday night, it was round two of the Democratic debate from South Florida as they had the first round on Wednesday night, Thursday night, more madness, more of the same 10, 10 more candidates on stage duking it out. You had Bernie Sanders, Joe Biden, Kamala Harris, Kirsten Gillibrand, and a whole bunch of others that you may never have heard of until you tuned in on Thursday night. That was probably the case also if you tuned in on Wednesday night. Now, Thursday night's debate, they got into talking about Trump just a little bit more than Wednesday's debate. Really, the headline from Wednesday's debate were the two Texans. You had O'Rourke and Castro kind of mouthing off at each other a little bit. And I don't know how testy it got on Thursday, but again, more of the same. And President Trump, as he called out on Wednesday, I'm sure felt the same on Thursday with his tweet that went out saying it was boring. And I'm sure nothing's changed for President Trump. But the Democrats now have their debates behind them, at least the first round. And we'll see what happens now as Joe Biden continues to be the front runner. And if you thought he did a great job on Thursday's debate, then you will continue to put him as your front runner. The Democrats, they're off and going, and most of them come to the South more and more for Decision 2020. Now to the weather forecast, and we're going to have some storms throughout the South coming up tonight into the weekend. If it hasn't hit you already, severe weather coming across Mississippi into North Alabama on into Middle Tennessee today. Then moving eastward throughout the weekend, this complex moving, causing thunderstorms, and be sure to take all the necessary precautions for these isolated severe storms as they move across your area of the south. And I know I was awakened early on Thursday, early meaning like 6.30 in the morning to wapoom, a big lightning bolt just outside of my sleeping quarters, and it was enough to get me off and going for the day a little earlier than I would like to have see a lot of times i'm working so late on the y'all show that i i do kind of rack it out a little bit more on the morning time period but not so much yesterday mother nature was like johnny boy time to get up what boom scaring the heck out of me too a woman in alabama has been charged in a fetal death and this is for her own child while the shooter that helped cause the child to be killed walks free and 28-year-old Marche Jones was indicted in Birmingham by the Jefferson County Grand Jury on Wednesday. She was five months pregnant when 23-year-old Ebony Jemison shot her in the stomach during a December altercation regarding the fetus's father. Now, Jemison was initially charged with manslaughter, but the same grand jury declined to indict her after police said an investigation determined Jones started the fight and Jemison ultimately fired the fatal shot in self-defense a weird and unusual turn to this case coming from birmingham but this woman now charged in her own child's death or fetal death there in the magic city a texas police officer has been arrested on a murder charge after he fatally shot the driver of a truck reported stolen from a dallas suburb earlier this month farmers branch texas officer michael dunn turned himself in on wednesday night after a grand jury indicted him for murder and the killing of 35-year-old Juan Marino. A Dallas County grand jury returned the indictment against Dunn, 
who is 43 years old, and this comes two weeks after he opened fire on the white pickup Marino was driving in northwest Dallas. Investigators have said the truck was reported stolen from the city of Irving and that officers spotted it in suburban Farmers Branch, Texas. Dunn followed the vehicle over the Dallas city line to a shopping center and opened fire as Marino was pulling out of the parking lot, according to police. Surveillance video appears to show Dunn firing into the driver's side of the pickup as it makes a sweeping turnaround to his police SUV. But this police officer now charged with murder in this shooting in North Texas. Seven people have been injured in Atlanta by a drive-by shooting. A police deputy chief there in Atlanta, Jeffrey Glazier, says the victims were standing on a sidewalk in the old Fourth Ward neighborhood Thursday morning when people in a dark-colored sedan and another car fired multiple rounds. And the news authorities there in Atlanta say uh, victims were targeted, but police haven't identified a motive. The victims included five men and a woman, all in their early to mid-30s, two of whom were taken into surgery in critical condition. A seventh victim was later located at a hospital, with the police not offering any more details. But seven people injured in a drive-by shooting in Atlanta. That is a lot of people. And another unfortunate situation of idiots and guns. The Ford dealership that we told you about on the Thursday y'all show, the one we told you where they had the God Guns and Freedom 4th of July at Chatham Ford in Chatham, Alabama. Well, that dealership, the video went viral of their free promotion going on. If you bought a truck, you could get a gun and you could get a Bible and you could get a flag. Well, that promotion is no longer going on as Ford has asked Chatham Ford to end that and to cancel the promotion out of respect to the victims of Tuesday's shooting at a California Ford dealership that left three dead. And Ford said that they will fulfill commitments to the customers that have made up till now, but the promotion will cease going forward. A Ford spokesman confirmed to the authorities there that the company's regional office reached out to the Chatham Ford ownership and management to end the promotion. Chatham Ford took down the advertisement for the promotion from its Facebook page and replaced it with a new one proclaiming it's back on, this time offering a God and glory deal that includes an American flag, a Bible, and a $200 gift certificates to, to use wherever you want for whatever you want. It's your right, according to the video clip. Remember, I think I said on Thursday that this promotion had already received more than 60,000 views on Facebook in a creative way to, to market Chatham Ford in South Alabama come out at the time to get you a shotgun, a gun, shotgun, and a Bible, and a flag, all for the 4th of July. Now you just get $200, and you can do whatever you want. But still, pretty creative there by Chatham Ford. And I hate the tragedy that caused that to be revised. Our thoughts go out to the folks at the Ford dealership in California where that tragedy happened. Remember the tragedy that was in Virginia Beach just a few weeks ago when the man went in and killed a bunch of city employees? Well, now a city employee in Virginia Beach wants to start a petition to allow firearms at work after that mass shooting where 12 people died in Virginia Beach. And this city employee has started a petition to allow civil servants to carry concealed firearms at work after that deadly shooting in May. Vincent Smith, an engineer, he's also the evacuation manager in the building where the shooting took place. 
and he wants Virginia City, Virginia Beach city officials to end the gun-free zone policy pertaining to municipal employees while at work. Current policy only allows the public to carry firearms in the municipal center. So perhaps you'll see that right to carry challenged and maybe even put forward to the employees of Virginia Beach, Virginia. Now that that tragedy is more than a month old, sadly, a pregnant woman has changed her mind in mid-abortion, and she did this to save her twins. This is a story coming from North Carolina, where this woman, who had just begun the process of a chemical abortion, she then made a last-minute, split-second decision that saved the life of her babies. She's six weeks pregnant, and she walked into the Preferred Women's Health Center, a Charlotte abortion facility, to end her pregnancy. And a technician said, oh, twins, performing an ultrasound and told the woman that uh, who went by the name Alexis, not a real name, it's a pseudonym. And the words were enough that she said she didn't need to see the ultrasound. She said she'd always dreamt of having twins, but she'd already begun the process terminating her pregnancy, having swallowed the first abortion pill and handed the second to take within 48 hours and so it looks like she was able to successfully reverse this. She's going to have twins, it looks like. She was able to change her mind mid-abortion, and hopefully she'll be able to save her twins' life and taking a, a pill, essentially, for a chemical abortion. That's a disgusting thing to think about, but uh, maybe we'll have some new twins come our way in Charlotte, North Carolina, as a result of this mother changing her mind a ufc fighter facing 20 charges and deaths of elderly women in florida has now been in a five car crash the predator is the name of this ufc fighter and he's facing prison time for his role in a five car crash that killed two elderly women in florida last year desmond terrell green is 29 years old facing these counts uh, including dui manslaughter the crash happened on the morning of august 18th and it killed a 67-year-old and a 76-year-old, both women from Miami. According to his arrest report, Green was seen throwing a metal object over a highway barrier wall that was found to contain marijuana residue. Investigators also found a plastic bag of white powder in Green's car that tested positive for cocaine. And now this UFC fighter, the Predator, likely facing 20 charges and more, in florida after this crash from last year the headline here is that there's toxic algae along mississippi's coast what's kind of a little bit surprising to me reading this headline is i didn't know mississippi had nine beaches (laughs) i only knew of about two or three those are arguable at best that they're even called beaches because most of mississippi at least when it comes to the gulf of mexico is like a kiddie pool no real waves except if you go out to Ship Island, perhaps. But toxic algae has closed water at nine Mississippi beaches, and seafood warnings are issued in the Magnolia State. This bloom led to the closure at the nine beaches across South Mississippi and warnings about consuming seafood from the areas. The Mississippi Department of Environmental Quality said water at five beaches in Harrison County and four in Hancock County Next to it are closed after testing detected the presence of a blue-green harmful algae bloom. The closed beaches are in Harrison County, past Christian West Beach, past Christian Central Beach, past Christian East Beach, Long Beach, and Gulfport Central Beach. In Hancock County, that would be on a map to the 
east, or rather to the west toward New Orleans from Biloxi, Lakeshore Beach, Buccaneer State Park Beach, Waveland Beach, Bay St. Louis Beach. Officials are advising people and their pets to avoid contact with the water and to not eat seafood or fish that comes from the affected areas. The sand portion of the beach remains open. The algae blooms can cause sickness in people and animals, including rashes, stomach cramps, nausea, diarrhea, and vomiting. This yucky, toxic algae spreading to Mississippi's beaches. Congratulations, Mississippi. Like I said, I didn't even know you had nine beaches. And luckily, I didn't list off Ship Island as one of them. So you can still go out, ride the ferry to Ship Island, and enjoy something here coming up on the 4th of July if you want to get out there for a little fun in the sun, catch my buddy Skirmetta's cruise out there and, and enjoy a good time at Ship Island. Now, to Nashville, and kind of like I was surprised that Mississippi's got nine beaches, I'm surprised by this headline coming from Music City as we wrap up the month of June. It's been Pride Month for the LGBTQ community throughout the month of June, and frankly, I'm kind of tired of it. Everywhere you turn, you see rainbow stories and rainbow flags. and It's like I was not exactly a fan. And then I saw a headline last night that really got to me. I think it's Montgomery County, Maryland. They had a monument there outside of a county building for missing soldiers or Vietnam War Memorial, something like that. And they took down the POW MIA flag, which I'm not the world's biggest fan of, but at least at a memorial to vietnam veterans it should be flying there if they have a pole specific for it they took that flag down there in montgomery county maryland and put up the rainbow flag in the month of june is that not a disgrace is that not an insult and luckily a cousin of mine a distant cousin who's the daughter of a vietnam war pilot he's been dead about 10 years but her dad who i actually knew flew combat missions over vietnam she said her dad would be rolling over his grave if he he knew that's the way Vietnam veterans, their memorials were being tampered with. And that's exactly what I would call it. But the story coming from Nashville is that 75,000 people attended the Nashville Pride Festival, breaking an attendance record in Nashville. And this was presented by Bridgestone, the Nashville Pride Parade and Festival. It happened this past weekend. And again, it was a two-day event. Severe weather posed repeated threats leading to and throughout the weekend, but that rain did not stop the crowds from celebrating the LGBTQ plus movement and the 50th anniversary of the Stonewall Uprising. That parade, the Pride Parade, the first in Nashville over 10 years, drew over 25,000 people to watch more than 100 groups, floats, bands, vehicles, and more parade down world-famous Broadway. And the local NBC affiliate that I used to work for, News 4, WSMV, they're putting on their website they were a proud television sponsor of the Nashville Pride Festival and Parade. I wonder if they actually broadcast this darn thing live in Nashville when this happened this past weekend. Sure looks like it. But again, maybe some of this rainbow craze. And if you're gay, you know, that's great. That's your choice. But the rest of us, Kylie, if you're not necessarily... um, out promoting them then you kind of it gets old after a while and i think that's my whole point is it's just in your face now it's just everywhere by companies especially promoting pride month and it's the only time i see a lot of these companies ever revising their logo they don't do it for the holidays 
But boy, they'll do it in the month of June for Pride Month, and they'll put these flags up, and they'll take down Veterans Memorial-type flags and put up a rainbow flag, which is an absolute disgrace. Now to a story coming to us from Florida. A man has been found dead Thursday near an alligator in Polk County, Florida, at Fort Meade. The Polk County Sheriff's Office says the man's body was found in a canal on the Mosaic property just off People's Road. Deputies say an alligator was spotted near the body. Florida wildlife officials responded to the scene to assist. The gator was shot and killed and taken to the medical examiner's office with the man's body. It's a large alligator, according to Florida Fish and Wildlife Conservation Commission spokesperson Ashley Tower. It's a large gator, 11 foot, 10 inches long, and weighed approximately 449 pounds. Polk County Sheriff's Office spokesperson said it's possible the man died several days ago. His body found in the canal. The gator had disengaged from the body by the time officials responded, according to the sheriff's office. But here we go. This looks like a, a person killed by a gator in Florida. I just told you about a similar gator killing in South Carolina, although that story has been revived to some degree, saying that that person did not die from a gator attack, at least from the last time I, I read it at Kiowa Island in south carolina speaking of the reptilians alligators have now been spotted at ashdown in a backyard pond and you're sitting there saying where the heck is ashdown well that's in arkansas in ashdown some kids caught a little more than they bargained for when they were fishing in a backyard pond 12 year old tyler graff likes to spend his summer seeing what's biting and he and his friends usually can be found casting a line fishing for bass and crappie at a peacock drive pond but this time, two alligators were found at the pond over the last week. And the youngster said, kind of weird because I hadn't seen one here before. Less than 10 miles away, Millwood Lake is home to most of the state's estimated 2,000 alligators. Arkansas Game and Fish said recent flooding is encouraging the large reptiles to be more adventurous and seek new bodies of water to call home. So we're seeing that as a byproduct of the flooding in Arkansas that those 2,000 gators that might have been in a certain corner more likely to spread throughout the natural state. And that's not exactly what you want to hear, especially if you're a 12-year-old off to your favorite fishing hole that you thought was nice and calm. And now in Ashdown, Arkansas, you got to worry about a gator there in your honey hole. <laughs> when we come back on, y'all, we have got the latest in sports news to pass along, the college sports scene at least. We'll have all that, and we want to remind you here on the Y'all Show, you can catch us at 803-816-1170. You can call, you can text that anytime you feel like it. We love to hear from our listeners to let us know what we're doing, what we need to improve on, and more, 803-816-1170. Hang on, college sports news coming up, and then before the hour's up, we will have a little I-C-Y-M-I, where we rewind to earlier in the week for a great interview. You don't want to miss it. That's coming up here on Y'all. Celebrate Sizzling Sprint Weekend with amazing savings at your local Sprint store June 28th, 29th, and 30th. Now for a limited time, when you switch to Sprint, we'll cover your switching fees up to $650 per line with a prepaid MasterCard. That's right, up to $650 per line. It's our way of giving you a clean slate so you can make the switch to Sprint. Plus, 
this weekend only. When you switch to Sprint, you'll get $100 via prepaid MasterCard for each new phone you lease. The more lines you switch, the more savings you'll get. There's never been a better time to switch to Sprint. Stop by your local Sprint store during Sizzling Sprint Weekend, June 28th, 29th, and 30th to learn more and check out other great deals. Less required phone trading credit provided online registration and new phone activation. Amount based on early termination fee charge or remaining phone balance. Requires port online registration and 60 days of service before card ships. Card terms, conditions, and exclusions apply. Member FDIC. Message and data rates may apply. Please do not text and drive. See purple.com for terms and conditions. And now for an important announcement. Do you or does someone you know sweat the bed? Do you ever wake up feeling like you've been sleeping on a slip and slide? Sweating the bed is a serious but common problem that affects your sleep, health, and happiness. Plus, it's just plain gross. But it's not you. It's your mattress. Fortunately, there is a cure. It's called Purple. Purple is the only mattress with a scientifically engineered smart comfort grid. This patented technology is designed to let air flow freely so you sleep cool. Side effects of sleeping on Purple include sleeping better, feeling better, and, well, honestly, smelling better. Try the Purple mattress risk-free for 100 nights and never sweat the bed again. Now you can pick your own free product with mattress purchase by texting TRY to 84888. Become a Purple VIP and be the first to know about deals by texting TRY to 84888. That's T-R-Y to 84888. Cheer, cheer for Vanderbilt. This is y'all, and this is our college sports spotlight hitting the weekend. And indeed, the Vanderbilt Commodores are ready to celebrate. If they haven't started the party already in Nashville, well, it's time to do it. And maybe all weekend and maybe all offseason for Tim Corbin and his club as they won the national championship of college baseball. We covered it big time on Thursday's y'all show We'll kind of mention it again right here in case you were under a rock. In Omaha, Vanderbilt defeated Michigan to win the World Series of College Baseball, and they pick up their first national championship since 2014. Tim Corbin has won his second national title coaching the Vanderbilt baseball program. A great job by Coach Corbin, a great job by the talented players that suit up in black and gold, and of course to the Vanderbilt fans out there, to the alumni the National Commodore Club, and to all y'all that love Vanderbilt, congratulations. You truly are a superpower when it comes to college baseball. And a reminder, if you're a Vanderbilt hater out there, of which there are many, sometimes I'm a Vanderbilt hater, hey, we want to remind you that Vanderbilt has won its second national title in baseball, while other programs that have a lot more money and a lot more fans have never won one national championship i'm looking at you mississippi state i'm looking at you mississippi i'm looking at you arkansas i'm looking at georgia well georgia won a 1990 national championship so to their credit it has been nearly 30 years but yeah georgia i won't pick on you i won't pick on you but let's see here i don't think texas a&m's ever won a national championship i don't think kentucky has won one or if they have it's been Many, 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 many decades ago. 
And I don't know if Tennessee's ever won one. Of course, Tennessee's been a disaster for the most part in college baseball. But right there in the Volunteer State, the Vanderbilt Commodores have a good thing going. And they win another national championship. Way to go, Vandy boys. Now, we now know the top 25, the final top 25, according to D1Baseball.com. No surprise, Vanderbilt ends up being number one. They are the national champions. But what's amazing is the Michigan Wolverines check in at number two. And rightfully so, they were the second best team in baseball. However, prior to the postseason from just like three weeks ago, Michigan was not even ranked. They were one of the first, they were one of the last four teams selected to enter the college baseball playoffs. And the Wolverines bite their way to a number two finish in college baseball in the final poll. Also, teams from the South in the top 25, the Louisville Cardinals from the ACC, they wrap up the year at number three. The Texas Tech Red Raiders, a great job there in Lubbock. They're at number four. Mississippi State is number five. Good job, Coach Lamonis, in your first year at Duty Noble. You and the Dogs wrap up the year number five in college baseball. Coming in at number six, the Arkansas Razorbacks, who went out to the College World Series and made a quick exit. They are the number six team, according to the D1 Baseball final poll for the year. You also have at number eight, Florida State. Auburn finishes up number nine. They went to the College World Series. By the way, UCLA was number seven. UCLA did not even get a ticket punch to Omaha, but they were the number team, number one team for a large part of the year. Checking in at number 11, Oklahoma State. Number 12, the Mississippi Land Sharks. Congratulations to the American Athletic Association's East Carolina Pirates. ECU finishes at number 13. LSU, which had a disappointing loss to Florida State in a Super Regional. The Tigers wrap up the year at number 14. The North Carolina Tar Heels come in at number 15. Their rival from eight miles up the road, the Duke Blue Devils, check in at number 16. Another ACC team comes in at number 17 as Danny Hall's Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets are at that spot. Their rival in the Peach State, the Georgia Bulldogs, they are at number 18 in the final ranking in college baseball. The Miami Hurricanes of the ACC are at number 19. Bluebell Park in College Station and their tenant, the Texas A&M Aggies, are at number 20. The Big 12's West Virginia Mountaineers are at number 21. And let's see, Dallas Baptist is at number 24 in the college baseball final poll for the year, according to D1Baseball.com. Now, Florida State made it to Omaha this year, but the, the sad news for FSU fans, longtime head coach Mike Martin retired after his team lost out in the college world series so what where do the Knowles turn to for the successor to the program well they turn to a guy within the program who has pretty much the same name as mike martin jr is tabbed to be the new head coach of the florida baseball florida state baseball program he spent the last 22 seasons as a premier assistant there at fsu and he was an all-american player for the Knowles prior to becoming an assistant coach and no surprise to those who know the Seminole program, but want to congratulate Mike Martin Jr. for taking over the reins from his father of the very historic and I guess you could say one of the premier programs in college baseball, the Florida State baseball program. Coach Martin Jr. is 46 years old, and he gives the program a smooth transition going forward. Not only are the Seminoles keeping the hire within the family, they're keeping it within the Martin family. So that's the news out of Tallahassee 
with that college baseball coaching decision. More college baseball news to tell you about from the coaching ranks. As the Southern Illinois, the Salukis have hired an assistant with the Missouri Tigers to coach their program as they were able to get their assistant in Missouri's Lance Rhodes as he takes over for a longtime head coach in Carbondale, Ken Anderson, as he and the Salukis parted ways a couple of weeks ago. Missouri's Rhodes will be one of the youngest head coaches in college baseball. He did a very good job in three seasons with the Mizzou program, and he served as the uh, pitching coach there in Missouri and recruiting coordinator during his tenure, and we'll see what happens there as he takes over for the Carbondale-based Southern Illinois Salukis, Lance Rhodes. Another coaching assistant to the head coaching job in college baseball to tell you about is this comes to us from Nebraska as they've hired an assistant from Texas A&M to be their head coach, the Cornhuskers. They say that they are going to go to assistant Will Bolt of A&M to be their head coach after Texas A&M the coach there taking over a guy who left the program in Darren Erstad. This hire comes as a little bit of surprise as they actually inquired about his boss at Texas A&M, Rob Childress, early in the process. But Childress is at A&M in the SEC, and in the move wouldn't have made sense from a career standpoint. Childress has a robust buyout for well over a million dollars, and so they inquired about the other brand name coaches. But they're going to go to Will Bolt hired to be Nebraska's new coach. Nebraska, of course, from the Big Ten, getting an SEC baseball coach to take over that program. Now, we know from what we've told you here earlier this week, the Big East Conference has officially announced that the Connecticut Huskies are returning to their conference. That decision made official on Thursday. And how will that affect the South? Not so much, but look for some shifting around perhaps in the American Athletic Conference, UConn's former home, as they go back to the Big East Conference. This was probably more of a basketball move for no other reason than to put Big East, the the Huskies, back in an area that they were familiar with. I guess they didn't get excited about having the Huskies play against the East Carolina Pirates are the Tulane Green Wave, but boy, when they play the Providence Friars or any of those other teams like the Creighton Blue Jays, now that's going to be putting people in the seats for sure. I'm being a little bit sarcastic. But yeah, UConn officially back in the Big East and look for any kind of ramifications from that decision here in the Southern-based SEC, ACC, and of course Big 12. Perhaps these other conferences will feel the change as well. We kind of let you know this next story was going to likely happen when the Army Black Knights went to the White House a few weeks ago to be honored with the Commander-in-Chief's trophy. Well, President Donald Trump has now signed a presidential memorandum ordering the Pentagon to develop a new policy to allow athletes attending the nation's military academies to play professional sports immediately after graduating. The memo says student-athletes graduating from Army, Navy, and Air Force and the ROTC should be able to defer their military service obligations due to the short window of time they have to take advantage of their athletic talents during which playing professional sports is realistically possible. It gives the defense secretary 120 days to develop a plan. So if you're a true 
big-time football athlete coming out of high school and you are intrigued by maybe a military career and you get an offer to go to one of the service academies or any of the ROTC programs, then you can go do that. And if you end up having a wonderful career in college, you have that option of going right to the pro ranks, then fulfilling your military requirement. I have mixed feelings on this. I think they got a free ride, especially if they go to the service academies. They got the free ride, and they got paid, too. Every member of our nation's service academies, they actually get paid to go to college. Like It's their job. And so you knew that when you signed on the dotted line. You knew that when you chose to go to West Point or Annapolis or Colorado Springs. And there's other kids out there that would love to take that position and not ever think about playing sports instead of playing in the nation's military. And I mean that loosely. Serving is what I really mean. And if you want to go play pro sports, then you might not want to go to a service academy. That's just how I feel. So I'm, I'm reporting what President Trump's looking to do. I don't necessarily agree with the decision on this one, at least, President Trump. Florida has landed a top graduate transfer to aid the basketball program of Coach Michael White. As graduate transfer, Kerry Blackshear Jr. has committed to Florida, and he, again, transferring from Virginia Tech. He was the number one graduate transfer in ESPN's transfer rankings, and he made the announcement on his Instagram account on Wednesday saying, my next chapter will begin in Gainesville, Florida. He chose UF over Tennessee, Kentucky, and Arkansas, as well as a return to Virginia Tech. I guess he had the SEC on his mind. He also took visits to Arkansas and to UT in addition to considering them. And he also was considered to follow former Virginia Tech coach Buzz Williams to his new gig at Texas A&M. But he's a six-foot-ten big man. He averaged 14.9 points and seven and a half rebounds last season for the Hokies. And now it appears headed to Gainesville to help out a Florida Gator basketball team that I think they made a very early exit in last year's March Madness. But they actually had have had a couple of good seasons under coach Michael White and maybe a key ingredient coming in 2019-2020 with the addition of this big man from Virginia Tech and transfer Kerry Blackshear Jr. An additional Texas Tech basketball story to pass along your way as Tech basketball player Deshaun Kapru has been suspended while the school investigates a Title IX complaint that's been filed against him. He's a junior forward. The school said that Coach Chris Beard suspended Corpru after learning of the allegation. Title IX complaints can involve allegations of sexual misconduct or gender discrimination, but Texas Tech declined to comment beyond its statement. He averaged 5 points and 3.3 rebounds in 13.5 minutes per game as a sophomore in his first season with the Red Raiders, who, of course, went to the national championship game and lost to UVA in overtime. He attended a prep school in North Carolina. He's six foot foot six foot five. Spent his freshman year at South Plains College in Leveland, Texas, which is only about thirty miles from Lubbock. But now he is suspended after this complaint, a Title IX complaint there at Texas Tech. And our final basketball-related story comes from the women's ranks here, as former Kentucky Lady Wildcats center Dory Harrison 
is going to transfer to Nashville and play for the Lipscomb Bisons. Lipscomb University announced Monday that it is adding Harrison, who sat out last year for unspecified personal health reasons. The move represents a homecoming for the six foot three Harrison as she graduated from nearby Hillsborough High School in Nashville. That's literally about two blocks away from the Lipscomb University campus. In a statement, Harrison said she believed in new Lipscomb coach Lauren Sumsky's vision and added that I honestly believe she supports me as a person first before anything else, which is so rare to find. Now, she played in 32 games for UK as a freshman in the 2017-2018 season, averaging 6.7 points and 3.8 rebounds per game with an average of 16.9 minutes played. She made eight starts that year and also scored in double figures eight times. By the way, she's the younger sister of Dallas Wings forward and former Tennessee Lady Vol Isabel Harrison. But the Lipscomb Bison's getting the transfer from UK and Dory Harrison. And that is a quick look at college sports here on this Friday, our college sports report. We will be right back after the break, and we're going to go do a little ICYMI from the earlier in the week. I had a lot of fun talking on Tuesday with the barrister of Bodacious Barbecue, Matt Hermans, about my experience this past weekend. Speaking of college sports, I was in Tuscaloosa, and I just happened to stop by Dreamland Ribs, and I decided to go down the highway and eat ribs, and that wasn't necessarily the smartest decision. And we'll have a rewind to Tuesday when I had the discussion about that with the barrister. That's coming up next. I can't believe it. That Philip brought his little brother on our mission into orbit. How long until we get there? How long until we get there? How long until we get there? No, I can't believe how easy it was to save hundreds of dollars on my car insurance with GEICO. What's this button do? What's this button do? What's this button do? What's this button do? No, 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 don't no. touch that. Believe it. Geico could save you 15% or more on car insurance. I'd love to hear more. Do you have a card? This is it. This is when you can either let something happen or make it happen with your professional custom card from Vistaprint. Right now, you can get 500 business cards personalized the way you want them, starting at just $9.99. You pick the look, the style, and the statement you want to make in the moment. Now's the time to make something happen for your business. So own the now with 500 custom business cards starting at $9.99 at Vistaprint.com. Just use promo code 3232. That's Vistaprint.com promo code 3232. Message and data rates may apply. Please do not text and drive. See purple.com for terms and conditions. And now for an important announcement. Do you or does someone you know sweat the bed? Do you ever wake up feeling like you've been sleeping on a slip and slide? Sweating the bed is a serious but common problem that affects your sleep, health, and happiness. Plus, it's just plain gross. But it's not you. It's your mattress. Fortunately, there is a cure. It's called Purple. Purple is the only mattress with a scientifically engineered smart comfort grid. This patented technology is designed to let air flow freely, so you sleep cool. Side effects of sleeping on Purple include sleeping better, feeling better, and, well, honestly, smelling better. Try the Purple mattress risk-free for 100 nights and never sweat the bed again. Now you can pick your own free product with mattress purchase by texting TRY to 84888. Become a Purple VIP and be the first to know about deals by texting TRY to 84888. That's T-R-Y to 84888.
show as we continue on on this end of the week edition in our first hour want to remind you in hour two we'll have hashtag hullabaloo we've got a special song coming from a guy who's celebrating his 30th year with a recording contract this week and he ended up becoming when he signed that dotted line a humongous country music star i mean big i mean great And the song that we're going to play is one of his most famous songs, and it's actually a duet and a perfect song to play in the second hour on an end-of-the-week edition of The Y'all Show. That, coming up in just a few minutes on The Y'all Show, we'll also have From Dixie With Love and a look at some of the other pro stuff going on, as well as new movies this weekend. Still to come in hour two. Right now, as we wrap up our first hour here, Hey, we want to rewind back to Tuesday in our ICYMY feature, where in case you missed it, hey, we had a great discussion with Matt Hermans, the barrister of Bodacious Barbecue, about my past weekend when I went to Tuscaloosa twice, actually. Friday, I went through town and I stopped by Taco Casa, one of my favorite places in the world. Some of the best Mountain Dew drinks and ice cubes you'll ever find at Taco Casa, only found in Tuscaloosa and in homewood alabama and so that was friday and then i ended up being back in tuscaloosa on sunday and when in t-town if you get a chance you better go by dreamland that's what i did but i didn't have time to hang out i had to hit the road and so i got something from dreamland to go and here's the the discussion that i had with the barrister about my decision to get what's called a rib sandwich and go 65 70 miles an hour down the road down a down a two-lane country road with some messy ribs. It actually ended up being kind of a disaster. Enjoyed this conversation. So the rib sandwich uh, is a thing, and um, I think it's across the South, I, I, you know, from from, uh, from state to state. Uh, but, yeah, it's a, it, it, rib sandwich is an interesting situation. It's not a sandwich, I think you might agree with me, it's not a sandwich you can eat like a sandwich no especially if you're trying to go down the road no it's an excuse for it's a way to get uh a serving of ribs uh, without ordering a rack or a half rack and it's an excuse to have white bread with soft all over it is what it is so uh um you know it's basically you've got your ribs and then you've got your white bread uh that's soaked in rib juice and sauce it's uh, delicious, but uh, yeah, it's not a it's not a sandwich in the sense that you're going to put your lips around it and bite through it because there are rib bones in there. But uh, uh, you know, it, it works. It works. The reason it works is you can take the bread off, eat the ribs, and then you got exactly what you want with that bread. You got a rib juicy, porky, saucy uh, <laughs> couple of pieces of bread to go along with your ribs. So. Yeah, it's a mystery to some, but hopefully I've just solved that one. Well, I was kind of disappointed because I thought I might meet my maker. 
going down the highway trying to eat ribs. Did you bite into a bone, John? I did not, but I had to be really careful. So I kept one hand (laughs) kind of underneath the box, one hand on the steering. Well, actually, I drove with my knees. Don't tell anybody. Oh, hey, we've we've all been there, but we wouldn't admit to it. Yeah, I drove with my knees. And some of my ride was on a two-lane road, so I had to be real careful, especially when the semi-trucks were heading my way. But it I just had to have this barbecue. It was yeah, delicious. Yeah. It was absolutely delicious, but it was dangerous. So yeah. I wanted to make sure that, am I wrong, that they call it a sandwich, but it's really not <laughs> what I, I, really, I had envisioned. No, no, it's uh it's not it's not a sandwich that you can that you can eat like that. In fact, I mean, it probably, if we're really going to talk about it, it probably shouldn't be called a sandwich. <laughs> really? It looks, it, no way. But it, it looks, it looks like a sandwich, I guess, is, is what, is what the deal is. I will tell you this. I may be weak. I've never been able to make it all the way home with to go barbecue without getting into it. Something about that, you know, that smoke and that sauce and the meat all together just kind of pouring out of that bag in the car i mean it's torture it's 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 torture i knew i was going to be in the car for several hours so i I was going to have to eat sometime before i got home and i just couldn't stand it and dreamland yeah yeah, it it tastes good but it really smells good oh my goodness yeah it's uh yeah, I don't know how anybody could do it. Anybody who can make it home with a sack of barbecue, particularly from Dreamland or a wonderful place like that, I mean, they are stronger than I am. Yeah. Well, by, you know, tenfold. When we talk about sandwich, so the barbecue sandwich from Dreamland is four pieces of ribs, four ribs, and only two pieces of white bread. And it's not like Texas toast here. We're talking a little tiny yeah, slice yeah. thin white bread. <laughs> so I'm asking Dreamland, could you at least give me a couple of more pieces of white bread in your sandwich deal? Or maybe I should have asked for that. Yeah. 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 That's, that's, I guess the, the meat to, to bread ratio is a little off there. Four ribs. That's probably hanging off the side of that. Uh, that's got to be hanging off the side of that white bread as well well it was and and frank and i I think uh the the bread to meat is about one bone so Uh i needed (laughs) about what was that eight pieces of white bread in that box but i I didn't get it i guess that's why dreamland's still going they've got the equation figured out to stay in business to their well you know what they did is they made you think about next time right so you know, there's going to be, just like you said, if next time you've got to get more bread, they've already got you because right. you're already talking about next time. All right. After hearing that, I've just got to go back to the bathroom here and, and wash my face about five times. Okay. Cause ribs are great, but the aftermath can be rather nasty and rather eh, eh, dirty, but luckily there's good soap. Good dial soap is always the best ingredient in my opinion when it comes to cleaning up after golly eating ribs going down the highway when we come back in hour two we'll get it started with some fun david lee murphy music and a guy that this week celebrates his 30th anniversary of signing his record deal we'll tell you who that is and play one of his most famous songs that's perfect for the second hour as we wrap up a week that's coming up plus we've got hashtag hullabaloo and a whole lot more fun it's y'all talk with us southern accent
celebrate Sizzling Sprint Weekend with amazing savings. Now, for a limited time, when you switch to Sprint, we'll cover your switching fees up to $650 per line with a prepaid MasterCard. That's right, up to $650 per line. It's our way of giving you a clean slate so you can make the switch to Sprint. Plus, for a limited time, you can pick up an iPad on us when you lease a new iPhone. It's an unrivaled pair. Get both and save big when you switch to Sprint. Stop by your local Sprint store during Sizzling Sprint Weekend, June 28th, 29th, and 30th to learn more. That's June 28th, 29th, and 30th at Sprint. Less required phone trading credit provided after online registration and new phone activation. Amount based on early termination fee charge or remaining phone balance. Card terms, conditions, and exclusions apply. Member FDIC, iPad 6, Gen 32, gigabyte $0 per month after 1917 monthly credit for 24 months. Credit apply within two bills. Requires new line on qualifying plan. If you cancel early, remaining balance due. Tax due at sale. I'd love to hear more. Do you have a card? This is it. This is when you can either let something happen or make it happen with your professional custom card from Vistaprint. Right now, you can get 500 business cards personalized the way you want them, starting at just $9.99. You pick the look, the style, and the statement you want to make in the moment. Now's the time to make something happen for your business. So own the now with 500 custom business cards starting at $9.99 at Vistaprint.com. Just use promo code 3232. That's Vistaprint.com promo code 3232. When tracking the domestic dust bunny, you commonly find them hiding under wardrobes next to lost socks. Don't move too suddenly or they'll scurry off. What's utterly fascinating about the dust bunny is that although they are not actually sentient creatures, when they hear that Geico not only saves people money, but also has a 97% customer satisfaction rating, it's obvious to them you should switch. Because yes, switching to Geico is a no-brainer. Oh no, it's the dust bunny's only natural predator. Run along, dust bunnies, run along. When I grow up, I want to be a new pair of blue jeans. When I grow up, I want to be a kid's first computer. When I grow up, I don't want to be a piece of garbage. And if you recycle me, I won't be. Give your garbage another life. Recycle. Learn how at IWantToBeRecycled.org. Brought to you by Keep America Beautiful and the Ad Council. The second hour of our Friday slash weekend fun begins now with some David Lee Murphy music. Enjoy. It's the Y'all Show. She couldn't keep from crying when she told me goodbye. But I knew the Lord, it was breaking her heart that she was breaking mine. So for the sake of her feelings and the sake of my pride, I told her not to worry about me. So I'm sitting here soaking up the neon lights, misery looking for some company. And tonight I'm looking for a party crowd, slamming them back and laughing out loud with the smoke so thick, the blues can't hang around. With the jukebox jumping like I just don't care If they're dancing over here or fighting over there I'm making the rounds Looking for a party crowd It'll dawn on me tomorrow Wherever I wake up I'll look back and try to recall Just where the heck's my truck so take my keys and lock them up tight And let the good times flow 
Like it just don't care if they're dancing over here Or fighting over there I'm making the rounds Looking for a party crowd We're looking for you to have a darn good time Party crowd slamming them back And laughing out loud where the smoke's so thick The blues can't hang around We love David Lee Murphy Jumping like it just don't care if they're dancing over here or fighting over there. Thank you, DLM. It is y'all and is our second hour on the Friday slash weekend kickoff is here. We've got the fireworks bought, or if you haven't, you better go to your local fireworks place beside the road and stock up. We're just a couple of days away from the 4th of July. And if you don't have the fireworks, maybe you get the six pack. It could be a six pack of water. It could be a six pack of bud or natty light. Whatever your drink of choice is, it's the weekend and we're heading into a week that's coming up. It's got a big holiday right there toward the end of the week, but not quite the weekend. So a lot of you are going to be on vacation, either legally or illegally all next week. You'll have the kind of vacation down at least in your head all of next week although you might actually still be getting paid by some employer out there all next week and for those of you who can pull it off and get paid way to go here on the y'all show we love to have fun this is what we call our friday free for y'all where we play david lee murphy music and we have other good stuff we throw in here we'll have a surprise in just a second as the guy that we're kind of spotlighting today celebrates the 30th anniversary of him inking a deal with arista records and we'll play one of his most famous songs and a perfect song for this time of week after we first hear from the second part of our david lee murphy fun it's dust on the bottle trio williams lived down a dirt road he made homemade wine like nobody i know i dropped by one friday night and said can you help me creole Got a little girl waiting on me and I, I want to trade her right He said, I got what you need, son, as we step down in the cellar He reached through the cobweb as he turned on the light He said, there might be a little dust on the bottom But don't let it fool you by what's inside There might be a little dust 
90s country music goodness from David Lee here on a Friday and into the weekend. This is the Y'all Show. We got you in the right frame of mind. And if you're lucky enough, you've already punched the clock and you're ready to go home. You might be already headed home right now. And if you haven't, well, maybe it's because it's not quite five. It, it might be 4.57, perhaps, wherever you are. Maybe your clock's a little slow. Well, in the spirit of five o'clock, we've had the the perfect song to play right here on a Friday, <laughs> getting you ready for the weekend. And and I'll play that in just a second. But I got to tell you why we're playing that song this week. It's because the singer of it's five o'clock somewhere is Alan Jackson. Of course, he's joined on the song by Jimmy Buffett. But we want to congratulate the long, tall Georgian as this week he celebrated the 30th anniversary of him signing his first record deal with Arista Records. It was back on June 26, 1989, that he joined publisher-manager Barry Coborn and Tim Dubois of Arista Nashville as they signed what would become a massive deal. Alan Jackson has sold more than 40 million records in his career since he signed on the dotted line 30 years ago. And Arista was a fledgling record label at that time. Tim Dubois had just signed not only Alan Jackson, but Rob Crosby from Sumter, South Carolina. He also had Exile, the country music band that had some hits, but had switched over to that label. Nothing necessarily going great. He had a a new duo called Brooks and Dunn that he would unveil, but it was Alan Jackson that really became the first superstar on this new startup label by Tim Dubois of Oklahoma, a guy that was actually an accountant turned record producer turned label chief. 
in Nashville. So Alan Jackson, who got his start in Nashville working in the mailroom at the Nashville Network, a place that I ended up working, and I used to hang out in the mailroom at TNN, but that was a couple years after Alan Jackson had left for the bright lights of Music Row. But what a great job he's done throughout the decades with his great music. He's now 60 years young, and he's had so many accolades, so many not only records sold, but success on the charts. And in order to celebrate his 30th anniversary, a newly produced documentary that chronicles his career is being released on DVD this week. It's called Alan Jackson's Small Town Southern Man, and it has rarely seen performance and interview footage of A.J., never before seen photos and interviews with such peers as Carrie Underwood, Leanne Womack, and Allison Krauss, along with industry leaders like his current label president, longtime producer, and even the man who signed him to that record deal on that fateful June day, Mr. Tim Dubois. And in his hometown of Noonan, Georgia, a newly created exhibit showcasing the locality's favorite son has just been unveiled and now on display. The museum quality display can be enjoyed by locals and visitors in the Coweta County Visitor Center, which is located in the town's historic 1904 courthouse. And a block away, a new mural also celebrates Noonan's hometown boy, a two-story image of Alan Jackson covering the side of a building at 11 North Court Square. And that was commissioned by the city and created over the last several months. 30 years in the music business for Noonan, Georgia's own Alan Jackson. 30 years of great songs. He's not done. He's still touring. He's very active and just down-home country as can be. And and we're so excited that actually he's got to credit his wife. Remember, it was Denise who was a flight attendant on an airline back in the mid ninety or bit mid eighties, really or late eighties. She was obviously was and still is beautiful. She was working as an air stewardess, and Glenn Campbell was on a flight, and she gave Glenn Campbell a demo of her husband Alan Jackson. Nobody even knew who he was. That's how the record business works sometimes. And this this record, this this recording on a cassette tape, Glenn actually listened to. I think Denise probably had a big part in that. But Glenn Campbell listened to it, and the rest is history. It went to the right hands, and ultimately this guy who had been working at the mailroom out there at Opryland with TNN, he gets a record deal, and he ends up having a great career. Although, I've got to admit, in 1989, his first single and music video for this was kind of a dud. I remembered it. I liked the song, but compared to everything else that he's done in his career, it was not exactly a success. As Alan Jackson is part of what they call the class of 89. As his first single, Blue Blooded Woman, it peaked out at number 45 on the chart in 1989. But it was the follow-up single from the album Here in the Real World, the title track that put him on the map. And then he had Wanted and the awesome song about making music in Nashville, chasing that neon rainbow. And then his first number one, I'd Love You All Over Again. All that from that debut album here in the real world. Then he followed that up with the ultra smash CD, Don't Rock the Jukebox. And that title track was the lead off of that album. And that had Someday, Dallas, Midnight, and Montgomery and Morgan. He's just put out the hits all these years. And 
and continues to make music. We're excited about that. But a couple of years back, and I say a couple of years back because compared to 1989, it was a couple of years back. In 2003, Alan teamed up with Jimmy Buffett for a song called It's Five O'Clock Somewhere. And this went number one on the country music chart. In fact, I think at the time, and it may still be the only true number one radio single for Jimmy Buffett. Here's a guy who had Margaritaville and other great songs, but they just didn't reach the top of the chart. They may be multiple, multiple platinum type songs and have made Jimmy Buffett quite rich, but they just didn't have the radio success. But it's five o'clock somewhere did go to the top of the chart. This is a song written by Moose Brown and Don Rollins. Keith Stigall produced it from the album that this was on greatest hits volume two and this song of course talks about punch it out at five o'clock it's five o'clock somewhere happy hour and i know you've heard it i know it's fun in fact the other day i heard it when i was at a mexican restaurant and i said you know what that's a great song to play we haven't really played an alan jackson song in more than a year on of the y'all show and if you're gonna play alan jackson and you have a chance to play it at five o'clock on a friday or whatever time you get off, or whatever time you've already checked out mentally, then why not do it on the Y'all Show, as this song, going back to 2003, was such a monster hit, not just for Alan, but for his buddy, Jimmy Buffett. Enjoy it, because, hey, it is 5 o'clock somewhere. The sun is hot, and that old clock is moving slow, and so am I. Workday passes like molasses, time but it's july getting paid by the hour and older by the minute my boss just pushed me over the limit i'd like to call him something i think i'll just call it a day pour me something tall and strong make it a hurricane before i go insane it's only half past twelve but i don't care it's five o'clock somewhere This lunch break is gonna take all afternoon And half the night Tomorrow morning I know there'll be hell to pay Hey, but that's alright I ain't had a day off now In over a year my Jamaican vacation's gonna start right here If the phone's for me, you can tell them I just sailed away And pour me something tall and strong Make it a hurricane before I go insane It's only half past twelve, but I don't care It's five o'clock somewhere In a cab and be back to work before two At a moment like this I can't help but wonder What would Jimmy Buffett do? Funny you should ask, Alan <laughs> I'd say pull me something tall and strong Make it a hurricane before I go insane 
It's only half past twelve, but I don't care Pour me something tall and strong Make it a hurricane before I go insane It's only half past twelve, but I don't care He don't care I don't care It's five o'clock somewhere What time zone am I on? What country am I in? It doesn't matter. It's five o'clock somewhere. It's always on five in Margaritaville, come to think of it. Yeah, I heard that. You've been there, haven't you? Yes, sir. I've seen your boat there. I've been to Margaritaville a few times. All right. Well, that's good. Stumble my way back. Okay. Well, we just want to make sure you can keep it between the navigational beacons. <laughs> between the buoys, I got it. All right. Well, it's five o'clock. Let's go somewhere. I'm ready. Crack it up. Let's get out of here. I'm gone. A song that was the Country Music Association's award for the vocal event of the year for 2003 also became the number three country song for the entire decade of the 2000s. Alan Jackson, Jimmy Buffett, and again, congratulations to AJ for celebrating this week his 30th anniversary of signing a record deal with Ariston Nashville. And we're looking forward to another 30 years of of great Alan Jackson music. This is y'all show. We love our great Southern music, our great country music from people like Alan Jackson. And we aren't done yet with the fun. When we come back on the show, we'll switch over from music to hashtag hullabaloo. And before we get out of here for the hour, we all have some new movies to throw out your way for you to consider getting ready for the 4th of July to maybe head to the theater and get everything going with a big bang movie wise. And we'll also let you know what's going on in Major League Baseball heading into the 4th of July. All that and more as we conclude the Y'all Show for the week. Stay with us. Woo! Let's get crazy! In movies, when someone at a party jumps into a pool fully dressed, everyone cheers them on and jumps in too. Just so you know, in real life parties, nobody jumps in after you. You just look stupid. Come on, jump in! Come on! Most party fouls are pretty dumb, but if you decide to drink and drive underage, you could lose your license and your freedom. Learn more at ultimatepartyfoul.org. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Not only do I want to wish you a very early happy 4th of July, but I want to also wish you in just a few days... The first day of July will be here. So as we wrap up the month of June, this is our final show for the month. Thank you all for being a part of Y'all Talk with a Southern Accent. And now on this all-Southern show, we have Hashtag Hullabaloo, where we pull out the old rod and reel. We go fishing for social media fun and craziness and sometimes educational stuff out there. We don't want to totally throw social media under our little bus, but sometimes, but not often, it's it's quite entertaining and, and informative, too. Rachel Wigginton is on Twitter at WetlandWiggy. WetlandWiggy. Rachel, an ecologist, a conservation scientist, wetland researcher, a plant eater, a psychom nerd, a farm kid, a feminist, 
an admirer of your cat's Instagram. Well, Rachel, you are not holding back on your Twitter profile. We kind of have a good idea of just who the heck you are. This is what Rachel put out on Twitter this week. I love being a friendship matchmaker. If I know someone in your new city, you best believe I'm going to come through with an email of introduction. Hashtag Southern. Well, that's pretty, that's, that's, that's pretty noble of you, Rachel. I, I mean, yeah, you might be a feminist and an admirer of your cat's Instagram and all about plants, but that's pretty darn nice of you. Not just Southern, but hashtag nice, real nice. Again, what she's saying is if she's knows that someone's in a new city that you best believe that she's going to come through with an email of introduction. Now, how many times, especially in our big cities, do we have especially young people maybe just getting out of college, going off and blazing their trail? And how many times do, do we really help people out when they go to a town like that? Not often. Not often. I, I, I guess I was a little lucky. I, I blazed that trail when I got out of college. I, I drove straight to Nashville when I got my college degree. And I was lucky that I had a first cousin in Nashville. And although we didn't hang out all the time, at least I had a first cousin who was only a year older than me and remains close. And uh, he's a loyal listener of our show. He and his whole darn family. So hello, Sharp family. But I was lucky that he was in Nashville and I wasn't completely on my own, but I really was because I didn't want to bother him. I, I didn't bother him. In fact, the, the worst thing that ever happened to me happened before I actually moved to Nashville when, when my cousin Arthur and his sweet wife, Michelle, they were newlyweds. I went up there on my spring break from college, I think it was, and I went to a conference trying to get a job before I moved to Nashville. And it's the worst sickness I've ever received in my life. I got a stomach v- v- uh, bacteria or something weird happened that I literally vomited for like two days. I was vomiting so much that I was trying to drive down the highway, down Briley Parkway, which is a pretty narrow road. And I was just letting it all hang out because I didn't have a choice. I couldn't pull over. It was too narrow. And I was I was in bad shape that's the sickest i've ever been and i was 21 years old i was in a new city that i hadn't even moved to yet and they really helped me out and unfortunately this was before email so i couldn't have introduced myself via email and they couldn't have introduced themselves via email to me but if you're not living in the 1990s uh, then you have no excuse to at least share an email of somebody you kind of sort of know and say hey I hear you coming my way. You know, let me at least meet up with you. Let me let me give you a few pointers. That's the southern thing to do. But on the flip side, if you're that person moving, you need to get off your tuchus and drop an email or go on Facebook and do an instant message with someone and let them know who you are. You just never know the intro that you can create. What what can it, it can lead to now? Cousin Arthur was awesome and, and is continues to be awesome. Yeah, you heard me. <laughs> Thank you, Rachel, and appreciate y'all putting up with my ride down a Nashville memory lane. Speaking of Nashville, oh, well, this is in the Nashville area. Puckett's Grocery. They're on Twitter, at Puckett's Grocery, which is a community restaurant with Southern cooking and live picking performances. 
just a few feet from your table. Of course, they have been really known for what they've got in Williamson County, both in Franklin, also out at Leaper's Fork, I think, is where the original Puckett's Grocery located. But I think they've expanded now to Chattanooga, and I, I think they got one in Murfreesboro, too. So a very successful chain there, Puckett's Grocery in Middle Tennessee. Now, they put out on Twitter this week, now this is a true Southern breakfast right here. Just add a mimosa or Bloody Mary and you're all set. And Puckett's Grocery has this out with a photo. It's a picture of scrambled eggs, hash browns, fried chicken, a biscuit, and white gravy. That's a great combination coming from Puckett's Grocery in Nashville. Nashville's got some great breakfast options, whether it's Puckett's Grocery on the south side. You can go out to the west side and you got the Loveless Cafe. You could hang out on West End right down the street from the National Championship Vanderbilt Commodores campus, the recent champions of college baseball. And you got the Pancake Pantry, the best pancake place going. And as far as the north side, I better not jump in on that. It's been too long. I guess I got Shoney's. <laughs> if you're if you're in Goodlettsville or Hendersonville, you can go check out your local Shoney's. And, and I give Shoney's credit. Hey, I'm seeing more and more Shoney's. I don't know if I just haven't been looking, but uh, I recently was at a big boy in northern Kentucky, and I was trying to tell my son who was on the trip with me, hey, you know, this is like Shoney's, of which we used to have a lot in the south, and They've almost all died except for a handful around Nashville. Well, I was traveling the other day. I think I saw Shoney's around Augusta, Georgia. I saw a couple in South Carolina. So Shoney's, maybe they've kind of caught a new second wind and, and, and Shoney's is going to pull out a good Nashville based company. Shoney's. So, woo, I like, and I tell you at both Frisch's big boy and at Shoney's, my favorite things. To still get there is the ice cream with the hot fudge. I don't think I found a better hot fudge in the world than what I found at both Big Boys in the Cincinnati, or should I say Cincinnati area, or at Shoney's. And what a great memory from childhood. And I bet you, you also, somewhere in your childhood, enjoyed that hot fudge and the ice cream. And of course, in the really old days at Choney's, if you were a kid and you got the burger, it came with the American flag on it. That was cool. I don't know if they do that now. They should. Choney's, if you're listening in Nashville, please pull that off. Or if you're listening in Nashville and you're part of Puckett's Grocery, hey, expand to other parts of Tennessee, please. I know Memphis could benefit from a Puckett's Grocery. I know it looks like you might be in Chattanooga, perhaps Knoxville. Hey, how about Johnson City? How about Puckett's Grocery, Johnson City? That would be great. And you could walk in there and enjoy what what I'm looking at here on your Twitter feed, the photo of scrambled eggs, hash browns, fried chicken, a biscuit, and white gravy. That's delicious. Let's go to the Netherlands for our next tweet here on hashtag Hullabaloo. And I apologize, my Dutch is not the greatest these days, but the man that's tweeting this out appears to be gotcha nitian gotcha nitian okay and he's got a twitter handle that i do not understand what it's saying so i'm not even gonna not even gonna go there 
But he does put in his profile something that I'll come back and, and reference in a second. I know he's from the Netherlands. He put that on the profile. But his profile that says Hick Sunt Leonis, H-I-C, then S-U-N-T space L-E-O-N-E-S. Now, I thought that might be something Dutch. It, it could be the area, uh, the uh, what they call Walloon, I believe, is the area there of the Netherlands and the Belgians all have that kind of combination of French, German, and, and Dutch as well. I'll come back there in a second. But what got you put out there, he, he really got you with what he put. He put hashtag Dixie, hashtag Leonard Skinner, hashtag Sweet Home of Alabama. And then he put cool. And he put a video up of a Leonard Skinner concert that must have just been held in the Netherlands. And the video shows them singing Sweet Home Alabama. And then the camera pans over. And you see right by the stage a gigantic Confederate flag flying high there in the Netherlands. And it's the only flag you see there, the CSA flag flying in the Netherlands of the Leonard Skinner concert. And this was a new concert. This was not something from 30 years ago, 40 years ago. So gotcha, you you put cool. And that is a cool thing to see, of course. That flag and Southern Rock have been a part of each other and and more so back in the 70s. But why not now too okay that's one of the if you like the flag one of the cool aspects of the confederate flag is that yeah some people have used it in bad ways but in a positive way it was a symbol of southern rock it was a symbol of country music bands like alabama and let's see travis tritt had a battle flag on the back of his coat when he first came out as a country music artist he was not the only one you had confederate railroad that had the flag prominently featured in their artwork and such. And it was perfectly fine, and I think it's still fine. And and so that's why I know it's been used negatively, but the more you use it positively or have nothing to do with the negative stuff, it's why there's no nothing wrong with that flag. And here we have in the Netherlands that flying high and proud there at a Southern Rock concert of Leonard Skinner. Now, Getting away from the flag talk here, I told you in Gatya's profile, he put Hich Sunt Leonis. Now, what in the world does that mean? And and I went and researched it here. Our crack staff here at y'all has gone and done the research at the local library there in Amsterdam. <laughs> and here's what we found. The classical phrase, this is a classical phrase used by ancient Roman and medieval cartographers of HIC then SVNT Leonis, and it translates to literally here are lines, and it's done when denoting unknown territories on maps. So if you go way back on the old Roman and medieval maps, you might see that phrase Hic and then SVNT Leonis. Hic sunt Leonis, here are lines. Don't go there. Or maybe it meant no man's land. I'm not an expert on the Roman and medieval cartographers of the world, but that's what that means and kind of a informational. See here on y'all, we don't just tell you the goofy stuff and get into the crazy stuff at all times. We try to be ambassadors of world history here. Now, if you want to be an ambassador of world history, you need to know more about Leonard Skinner. They are truly one of the great world history moments of time with their music. And if you want to check out Leonard Skinner, 
Well, it, this is a good time because they are touring. They not only go to the Netherlands these days, these Southern rock icons are, are heading to the South in just a few months. And we want to let you know that Skinner has announced after a career that spanned more than 40 years and includes a catalog of more than 60 albums with more than 30 million units sold that Leonard Skinner has embarked on their last of the street survivors farewell tour. Now with that kind of name, I think it isn't necessarily farewell, absolute farewell. See you later. We're done. It kind of lends itself that this might be the first of many farewell tours, frankly, to my knowledge, if they're selling out tickets, they're going to keep touring, but they're, they've been over in Europe. They've got some more scattered dates outside of the South. But if you want to go see the modern Leonard Skinnerd, well, we have a couple of dates here in the South that we want to pass along to you as a community service on this end of the week edition of the Y'all Show. So get out your pen and paper. Here we go. In South Haven, Mississippi on September 13th, that's just south of Memphis, Skinnerd will be performing at the Bank Plus Amphitheater in South Haven. And just the day after that, they'll be in the Atlanta area performing at the Ameris Bank Amphitheater in Alpharetta, Georgia. Again, that's September 14th, Alpharetta, the day before that in South Haven. Then they work their way back to the great state of Mississippi, where on September 27th, Leonard Skinner will be performing in Jackson, Mississippi at the Brandon Amphitheater. They love the amphitheaters here on this tour, the last of the street survivors farewell tour and then the last date that i'm seeing at least according to their website for the year at least is in orange beach alabama where on september 28th just after they play in jackson mississippi on the 27th they'll be down on the coast of alabama on the 28th of september at the wharf amphitheater performing there wrapping up the last of the street survivors farewell tour leonard skinner now i will tell you if you want to see skinner that's awesome but I know that they've got a special guest opening for them at all of these Southern stops coming up in September. And the artist that's going to be with them is Cody Jinks. Now, I'm going to tell you a crazy story about Cody Jinks that happened this past weekend, just after I had my eating ribs in the car episode in Alabama. I crossed into Mississippi, and I was between Tupelo and Baldwin, Mississippi, which is in the same county of Lee County, Mississippi, heading north on in, on, on uh, Highway 45, US 45, and I was in Lee County. And all of a sudden, I picked up 106.1 on the radio. And that's one of the great reasons people need to listen to their terrestrial radio, because you never know what you're going to find scanning the airwaves. And I was listening on this Sunday evening, and I picked up this 106.1 frequency, and I was like, okay, I'm fairly familiar with North Mississippi radio, but... I don't know where this signal's coming from. It must be from Alabama, which was only about two counties away. And they started playing a bunch of sort of Southern gospel-type music on a Sunday evening. Not totally uncommon. But then they played another song that sounded like an album cut from someone. And then they played a song that I just thought, man, that is an awesome song. Who the heck is singing that song? Turned out the radio station I was listening to was from all the way in Cape Girardeau, Missouri. And it's called C-106. And I looked it up. It's not that strong of an FM station. It's, I think, only licensed to be around a 25,000-watt station. If you're into radio stations these days, you'll know that that shouldn't get out but about 50 miles. 
I was probably 400 miles away from Cape Girardeau when I heard this radio station playing on a Sunday. And guess what? The entire time I was heading north through Corinth, Mississippi, Selmer, Tennessee, into Henderson, Tennessee, Jackson, Tennessee, and more, I heard this station the whole time just like it was right down the street. And so I don't know if the the atmosphere was just right for a station from the boot hill of Missouri to be traveling that far away, but it sure did. And it sure sounded good hearing that Cody Jenks song playing on the radio. And I was tickled to, to not only hear the song, but to learn a little bit more. I had to Google the guy to follow. Who the heck is Cody Jenks? I, I thought that's what they said on the radio when they called out the name. But when I heard it, I was like, now that that's one of the best songs I've heard in a long time the song was called somewhere between i love you and i'm leaving and we'll play it for you sometime it's a little slow that's why i didn't want to play it on a, on a end of the week edition on our friday free for y'all but it was it was classic it was traditional and it was again by a guy that i really had not heard of i think i'd seen the name but didn't know anything about and cody jinx is opening up for leonard skinner during these dates in september in the southeast jinx is an american country music singer from denton texas he had a 2016 album called I'm Not the Devil that reached number four on the Billboard Country Albums chart. And his 2018 album called Lifers reached number two on that same Billboard Country Albums chart. So he's had success selling albums. Cody Jenks just not, he hasn't had the radio success, at least other than C106 in Cape Girardeau, Missouri, at least. These other reporting stations just aren't having, they're not giving him the spins that they should. But I'm telling you, radio stations of the world, you need to play Cody Jinx's Somewhere Between I Love You and I'm Leaving. It is an awesome, beautiful, slow song, sort of, but boy, is it traditional. And boy, is he a great singer. And I, I'm going to have to learn more about him. In fact, I went and put a request in to, to interview Cody Jinks. I've already received a actually a response I wasn't looking for from his manager. We're too busy. We're not doing interviews right now. Now, come on. Why You can't turn down the y'all show manager for Cody Jenks, but maybe they really are that busy, especially if they're getting people like me to tune them in accidentally on the radio and say, golly, what a great song. So check out Cody and Leonard Skinner at these dates coming up in September. And thank you again to the guy in the Netherlands for leading us to all of this discussion here as we wrap up the week. Gotcha. Nietian in dutch country finally here on y'all as we wrap up our friday free for y'all sarah savusa is on twitter and it's at sarah underscore s-h-a-s-h-a at sarah underscore shasha i love it shasha and sarah a still magnolia with eyebrows living the actor's life and she writes on twitter after and speaking of eyebrows after an eye-opening convo with my uber driver last night I got to know, is ribbon candy only a Southern or is it a Texas thing? Ribbon candy. Now, I think I've seen that at the Dollar General that I go to. It is a candy, according to the experts at Wikipedia. You should always depend on what's on Wikipedia. It has its origin in Europe. And in North America, it often appears for sale around the Christmas holiday season. So I don't know why you're asking about this at the end of June. But, hey, remember, we just celebrated this week the six-month mark from December 25th. So a happy, happy Christmas to you there, Sarah. Ribbon candy. But, no, I don't think it's just a Texas thing. I think it's a Christmas thing more than anything. And maybe you can go 
load up your stocking here as we get ready for the 4th of July, Sarah, with a whole bunch of delicious, delicious, beautiful red and white ribbon candy. It, By the way, pretty much made out of just nothing but sugar, in case you are on a diet. And that is our hashtag Huddle Blue wrapping up the week. Hope you enjoyed that. It's been a lot of fun sharing the fun with you. When we come back, we will wrap up this week's y'all. We'll look at the movies hitting theaters this weekend, getting into the 4th of July week. And we'll also let you know what's going on in Major League Baseball and more. This is y'all. We will be right back. I can't believe it. That Philip brought his little brother on our mission into orbit. How long until we get there? How long until we get there? How long until we get there? No, I can't believe how easy it was to save hundreds of dollars on my car insurance with GEICO. What's this button do? What's this button do? What's this button do? What's this button do? No, 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 don't touch that. Believe it, GEICO could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Have you ever heard about the fire that happened way down in that Mississippi town? Have you ever heard about the fire that happened way down in that Mississippi town? All right, pull out the old debit card, hit the theaters. We've got a bunch of movies to pass along that are not only coming out this weekend, but a couple coming out just at the 4th of July. Welcome back. It's the final segment of the week here. It's y'all talk with a Southern accent. And then if you want to go to the theater this weekend, opening up is Annabelle Comes Home, a horror mystery thriller. It's got Vera Formiga in it, as well as Patrick Wilson and Madison Eisman. All that Annabelle Comes Home. Also opening up this weekend, yesterday, it's kind of a comedy musical romance film. Danny Boyle directed this film starring Lily James and Himesh Patel. That is out this weekend and as we said with the holiday coming up next week fourth of july there's going to be a bunch of movies hitting the theater holiday weekend wise i'll go ahead and give you a little sneak sneak peek of that spider-man far from home comes out on july 5th that is a john watts directed movie with john favreau as one of the main stars of that also out is a movie called midsummer s-o-m-m-a-r marianne and leonard words of love a documentary looking at the relationship between the late musician Leonard Cohen and his Norwegian muse, Marianne Elin. You also have the movie Phil hitting theaters next weekend, a Greg Kinnear directed, and he stars in this movie about a depressed dentist in midlife crisis, trying to learn why one of his happiest patients suddenly commits suicide and a dark comedic adventure ensues. Greg Kinnear, along with April Cameron, in this movie out next weekend but want to go ahead and give you a heads up since a lot of you have holiday travel plans you might not necessarily catch everything uh, heading into the holiday now to the major league baseball ranks we go and the all-star starters have been revealed and the houston astros lead all teams with three selections as alex bregman was the runaway winner at third base for the American League, and he'll be joined in the starting lineup by the Strohs teammates of George Springer and Michael Brantley, the latter of whom edged New York Yankees Aaron Judge by less than one percentage point for the final American League outfill spot. So your starters for the American League at catcher Gary Sanchez for the Yankees, the Indians Carlos Santana, 
DJ LeMahieu of the Yanks, Jorge Polanco of the Twins, Alex Bregman of the Strohs, Mike Trout of the Angels, George Springer of the Strohs, Michael Brantley of the Strohs, and then the Rangers, Hunter Pence, all the starters for the All-Star Game from the American League. The senior circuit, the National League, has the Cubs, Wilson Contreras, the catcher, starting in the All-Star Game. Freddie Freeman of the Bravos, first baseman for Atlanta, he's in there. You have the Diamondbacks, Kaida, Keitel Mart is in there at second base. Javier Baez of the Cubs. Nolan Arendero of the Rockies. Christian Yelich of the Brewers. He's having one heck of a season. Cody Bellinger of the Dodgers. And another brave Ronald Lakina Jr. of the outfield. All making it to the National League starting lineup for the All-Star Game. The Midsummer Classic, which takes place this year on July 9th at Cleveland's Progressive Field. That the All-Star Game We'll be here before you know it. Speaking of Major League Baseball this weekend, how about this? The New York Yankees and the Boston Red Sox are playing all the way over in England in a two-game series, one game on Saturday, one game on Sunday. Early start time, if you want to tune in, it'll be a 110 game tomorrow, Eastern time, 1210 Central on Fox between the Bronx Bombers and the Bean Eaters of Boston. That'll be fun to see there from London. You also have from the South other matchups this weekend. The Baltimore Orioles have the Indians in town for a series. KC's across the border in Toronto against the Jays. Atlanta tries to get back on track after they split a series in Chi-Town against the Cubs. They'll be in New York to take on the Mets for a series. The Texas Rangers are against the Tampa Bay Rays this very weekend. The Washington Nats in an interleague matchup in Detroit against the Tigers. This weekend, the Miami Marlins have the Philadelphia Phillies in for an NL East battle. You have from the American League, the Houston Astros and the Seattle Mariners getting together along the Bayou in Houston this weekend. And finally, the St. Louis Cardinals are all the way out in San Diego for a weekend series against the San Diego Padres. The world of golf, we've got the Senior Open for the golfers going on, the U.S. Senior Open. And defending champion David Tom's looking for a good start in this matchup in South Bend, Indiana. And they got underway Thursday as both Tom's and Steve Stricker got rounds of 8 under 62 to share the lead in the opening round at the Warren Golf Course at Notre Dame in South Bend, Indiana again this weekend. And golf, the U.S. Senior Open. I think that might be televised on Fox, if I'm not mistaken. The Rugged Mortgage Classic is what's going on on the PGA Tour. That's in Detroit at the Detroit Golf Club. And that purse of $7.3 million on the line. And the first round leader on Thursday was Nate Lashley with nine under. And that was one stroke better than Nick Watney and Ryan Armour. That tournament going on in Detroit. And as far as the go fast and turn left circuit, it's the Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series at Chicago. And that race Sunday, it gets underway on NBCSN. The green flag drops at 3 Eastern, 2 Central from Chicagoland Speedway. NASCAR here on y'all. And that will conclude our show for today. That will conclude our show for the week. And that will conclude our show for the month of June. We will be right back here Monday with an all-new show. It'll be a shortened week. We only have shows on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Thursday is the 4th of July. We'll be off, and then we'll do an encore on Friday for all of our radio stations. So enjoy your weekend as we get ready for the 4th of July. We will be right back here again Monday with an all-new show to get things going for the month of July. 
Have a wonderful weekend. John Rawl signing off. And to get us to the house is from Dixie with love. <laughs>